Hello, this is Angelique, and you're listening to Gaston Speaks, the official podcast of the Gaston County Public Library. I'm here with Andrew, and we're back for another episode of Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Shows. Andrew, what are we doing here? All right, so um, the Oscar nominations are almost here. They're going to be, um, and, and so we, we have to predict them. You guys love these podcasts. I don't, I mean, even after last year's Oscars and we knew the winners, y'all kept coming back to that winner podcast. So. Yeah, the uh, the the predictions, like the win predictions had like 451 listens. So we got to keep this going. Y'all y'all are on, on all over it. So um, they will be announced bright and early at 8.30 a.m. And thank God we're on the East Coast because the people on the West Coast have to be up at 5.30 um, on Tuesday, January 23rd. We're going to cover the top six categories today because obviously you don't want me to. Actually, it's like you're not spending 30 minutes on best live action short. Okay, that's not <laughs> happening. And so check out our blog off the shelf, which is www.gasandlibrary.blogspot.com for the full list of all 23 categories I'm going to predict. And also between now and then, I, you know, I'm bad about like I've decided to last minute switch. It never works out. So I should stop, but I can't help myself. So. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the acting awards. All right, so we're going to start with Best Supporting Actress. Um, so this morning, the BAFTA nominations were announced. That's why we waited till today, because it kind of helps me. The, the, the two groups for acting that cross over to the Academy, one is SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild, um, who are back after the strike. And then BAFTA, which is the British Academy, because there's now a lot of European influence. They really tried to increase their membership of foreign um filmmakers and artists and so they're, they usually are pretty good predictors but we'll see apparently not because only three actresses got both sag and bafta so and they're not a surprise at all D- davine joy randolph has been out front for the holdover she won the globe she won the critics choice and um i'll be surprised if she doesn't win the oscar and then emily blunt who by the way has never got an oscar nomination which is crazy because she's Emily Blunt. But um, I think she's finally going to get in for Oppenheimer. She plays um, Oppenheimer's wife. And then Danielle Brooks, who um, plays, is in The Color Purple. And she actually was not, she was in the, what is it, the the revival of the musical of The Color Purple. She played this character and got a Tony nomination. So now she's going to get an Oscar nomination for playing the same role. They got everything. So th- those three are going to get in. The last two slots are just a hot mess. I mean, it really, SAG went for Jodie Foster and Penelope Cruz. Jodie Foster's in a film called Nyad. Um, she plays the best friend and coach of Diane Nyad, the swimmer who swam from Cuba to Florida. And then Penelope Cruz plays the wife of Ferrari in Ferrari. Cruz was a surprise, and she has surprised with nominations on Oscar morning before but Ferrari is really not on people's radars. It's actually a pretty good movie. But um, Jodie Foster has been pretty consistent, except for BAFTA, um, throughout the season. And and there just seems to be a lot of goodwill. She is Jodie Foster. She's a two-time Oscar winner. And, of course, Penelope Cruz is also an Oscar winner, so I guess that negates that argument. But anywho, um, I think she gets in. I, I'm not really certain. Um, unfortunately, she's going to be one of only like two potential three nominations for that film, and that can hurt her. But, you know, I, I, I'm going to go with it. The last slot is even trickier. Um, America Ferreira, of course, has that big monologue in Barbie, which is just just was all over social media. Great, great moment on in that film. But she only has a Critics' Choice nomination. Julianne Moore started off strong, I think, Globe and Critics' Choice, but May December has faltered as the guilds have started to roll in. I just feel like that's one of those that the critics really loved, and then people outside of the critics started to watch it, and they're like, "Why?" Because <laughs> it's not great. Um, 
Anyway, Rosamund Pike and Claire Foy got in at BAFTA today. They're in very British movies. Rosamund Pike's in Saltburn. Claire Foy is in All of Us Are Strangers, I believe is what it's called. Yes, um, All of Us Strangers. And um, and they're both popular. Rosamund Pike is an Oscar nominee. Claire Foy is an Emmy winner. She's on The Crown. But but they're very British. They're British films. So I think that's why BAFTA went for them. They also have, I think, now six nominees. And I don't. I just don't know if their films are going to cross over. They may. Um, and again, their names on a ballot might inspire some. I'm going with her name is Sandra... Huller, but there's one of those little, like two dots over the Maybe U. Maybe Hewler. Maybe Hewler. Yeah, um, she's in a film. I think she's she's a, a European actress, and I think she's gonna end up with two nominations. Kind of a big breakthrough year. This one's for something called the Zone of Interest. It's a um, the director Jonathan Glazer has done a lot of different things. It's about the family of the guy who basically ran Auschwitz, and they built like a house right outside the concentration camp. It's a very slow movie, but it's also very haunting. She plays the wife. She's very good. So I think she's going to slip in. She did get BAFTA today. And that was one where I was like, if she gets BAFTA, I think I'm going to put her in. And she did. Um, But still, there's a lot of wiggle room in that one. This is a theme, by the way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sorry about the paper. We're we're, we're doing this on the quick and dirty today. So So for Best Supporting Actor, again, you have three guys who have been dominating all season. Um, Robert De Niro for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, and Ryan Gosling for playing one of the Kins and Barbie. Um, And right now, it looks like Downey's out front. He won the Globe. He won the Critics' Choice. He's given these really funny credits. At the Critics' Choice Awards, he did... um, Thing, like nasty things that have been said about him from critics and just had the whole room just rolling because <laughs> it was so funny. Um, SAG went with Sterling K. Brown and Willem Dafoe. Sterling K. Brown's in a film called American Fiction. Great film. Um, and Willem Dafoe is in something called Poor Things um, with Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo. I'm definitely keeping Dafoe because even though he missed at BAFTA, which was a shock, he did get in at SAG, and he has defied. There were two films, uh, The Florida Project and At Eternity's Gate. You've never heard of them. Because no one has. I've seen the Florida. Project. You've seen the Florida Project. Yeah, okay, it's good. okay. It is no, it's a great movie. I just, but these were films they got no other nods, but Willem Dafoe in the last minute got in. So clearly he's just liked by the by the Academy's acting branch. Um, I would really love to see Sterling K. Brown get in. He's so funny in American Fiction. Um, I feel like that might just be a SAG thing, not an Academy thing. He was a huge favorite for years. He kept winning for This Is Us, even when like the Emmys and the Golden Globes and others had moved on to other actors. They kept honoring Sterling K. Brown. Um, so I feel like that's sometimes SAG. You got to remember there are a lot of television voters in SAG. And with AFTRA, they brought in like radio voters. So some of those TV favorites um, can sometimes cross over to film, but then they don't cross over at the Academy. Um, so I, I had Mark Ruffalo for a long time for Poor Things, but he missed at SAG and he missed at BAFTA. He didn't even make the BAFTA long list. They put out a list of like 15 in each category. He didn't even make that list. So, um, But he is, he is very popular. He could sneak in. I made a deal with myself that if Dominic Sessa, who's the kind of new – up-and-coming young guy who's in The Holdovers, um, which is the Alexander Payne film. Great movie. We're getting it soon at the library. You can go ahead and put it on hold. If he got in at BAFTA, because he got the long list, if he got in at BAFTA, I was like, I'm putting him in. And he did. So now he's my fifth slot. Um, I'm not confident about it because I just this is the only thing he's gotten. But I just get the sense there's a lot of love for this film. It even got nominated for Best Film by the Brits, which was kind of crazy. Um, just because it's not, it doesn't feel like anything the Brits would want would, would like. It's a very American story, in my opinion. Um, but they, they went for it. And if they're going to reward Paul Giamatti and they, Dave, I enjoy Randolph. It's basically a trio that are the heart and soul of this film. I don't know how you don't also honor the other guy. Um, and I think there's a slot for him. Watch out for Brown. Watch out for Ruffalo. The two other, other BAFTA nominees, Paul Mescal for all of us are strange, all of us strangers and Jacob Elradi for Saltburn. Again, those films have made some splash here in, in the United States at some of the awards. 
They're both popular actors. Paul Mescal's a recent nominee. It could happen, but I kind of get the feeling that that's that British vote, very proud. I just knocked the table. Very proud British vote that they're going to vote for their own films. Is it El Roddy or is it El Lordy? Well, heck, I don't know. Whatever. El, El, Jacob E. Jacob E. Jacob E. I thought it was El Roddy. Oh, you're looking it up. Okay, good. It's El Lordy. It's El Lordy. Never mind. You probably mistyped it. I probably <laughs> just mistyped read. it, yes. I did this very, very fast this morning. So, <laughs> um, Sorry, Jacob. And now I cannot say it right, so I'm just going to move on. Best Actress. Um, again, some interesting nods at BAFTA. And you see a theme here. There were three that got both BAFTA and SAG, and that's it. Margot Robbie for Barbie, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things, all of which I had expected to get in. BAFTA left out Lily Gladstone, who's been really one of the big frontrunners for Killers of the Flower Moon, which got in for Best Film, but then weirdly underperformed elsewhere. So no Leonardo DiCaprio, no Lily Gladstone, no Martin Scorsese for director, and no screenplay, but somehow best film. You got a lot of technical nods and that kind of stuff. So it's just weird. I don't I I I don't know why they left her out because she's really been she's she's done well across the board. But you know the Bath Brits are Brits. You can't, you can't. If you're listening to this, I love the British people, and everyone should know that. <laughs> Sometimes your BAFTA nods are weird. Okay. Um, on this side of the pond, she's been racking it up, so I think she gets in. Um, and that leaves one slot. So BAFTA went for Fantasia Barino, North Carolina's own Fantasia Barino, who stars in The Color Purple, and Sandra who, how we, Hewler? Hewler. We're going to go with Hewler. Um, she's in another film called Anatomy of the Fall. Really great movie. Um, I think it's French production, but it's in several languages. Um, and then the SAG went for Annette Bening, who plays Diane Nia, the swimmer. Um, the movie, I liked the movie, but it is kind of slight. It really is the focus is on her and Jodie Foster and their performances. Um SAG also has a Netflix bias. Nyad's on Netflix. Um, I don't know why. Well, actually, SAG's going to, the awards are going to be on Netflix this year. So oh. that's, yeah. So there, there's, I don't know. I just, I love her. She's never won an Oscar. She should be an Oscar winner. I'd love to see her get in. I, just, I don't know. I just don't feel it. Fantasia would be an inspired choice. But again, I'm going with Sandra Huler. 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 Never going to get it right. For Anatomy of a Fall. Um, it's really overperforming. It got even a PGA nod, Producers Guild. They don't ever nominate foreign language films, or very rarely do they do that. Um, and I figured she would get in at BAFTA, and it would be between, be between her and, and Annette Benning, but then then, then they left out Lily Godson, so who the heck knows. Um, I would also watch out, her name's Greta Lee from a film called Past Lives, which we have here at the library. There's a lot of vocal supporters. <laughs> Today, if you were looking at the comments on some of the sites, some of the award sites, it was all about, where's Greta Lee? Where's Greta Lee? So there's a, there's a groundswell. She got a Golden Globe, I think, in Critics' Choice. Um, best actor. We'll move on to best actor. Um, this time there are four of the five that got SAG and BAFTA. So this one we're doing better. Um, the curse is the curse is broken finally. Uh, wait till we get to director. Then the curse is even it's cursier <laughs> than it was before. <laughs> the more cursed. More cursed. Yes. Um, Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Ugh. Okay, so I I like I like Bradley Cooper. I, Carrie Mulligan I thought was fantastic. He really did become Learner Burn. I did not like that movie, and I don't I don't know what to say about it. It's very well made. And I just didn't like it. I think it's about one of the greatest composers of all time. And except for like one six minute scene, which was great. He, he trained for years to get the perfect conducting. They didn't play a lot of music. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Um, Coleman Domingo for Rustin. That's a Netflix film. It's about a civil rights icon. Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers. And then Killian Murphy, who plays Robert Oppenheimer. Is it Robert Oppenheimer? I just realized it's just Oppenheimer. Just Oppenheimer. They didn't call the movie Robert Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's just it's just Oppenheimer. I'm gonna call him Oppie. Oppie. 
there's a great documentary called Good Night Oppie. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. Anyway, um, and, and and so those four crossed over. Um, I kind of hate to match SAG five for five just because it usually doesn't. There's usually someone. But I think that American Fiction um, and Jeffrey Wright, who's one of my favorite actors uh, of all time, I think that they're doing really well over here. PGA nod, um, first film, DGA nod, SAG ensemble. So I think he's going to get that fifth slot. He's kind of been that fifth slot the whole time. Um, BAFTA added in Barry Kogan. Key, I, someone pronounced it Key. I thought it was Kogan. But then in several I don't think things, I've ever heard his name out loud, so I can't really tell you. I heard Keogan several. Anyway, Barry, who's nominated last year for um, Banshees of Sharon, um, he's in Saltburn. And then Tao Yu, it's interesting. So he's the lead actor in that Past Lives film I talked about all year. Everyone's been talking about how great Greta Lee is, the lead actress. Mm-hmm. So at BAFTA, they don't put her in, but they put the other guy in who's good. Who's good, but not as... Anyway, I don't think that's going to happen. Barry could, just because he's a recent nominee. Mm-hmm. And then the, the interesting one is Leonardo DiCaprio missed out at SAG and BAFTA for Killers of the Flower Moon. And he's just one of those that's like, just gets an Oscar nod on whatever. Watch out. He's already won, though. So they're like, nah, we're done with him. And we're done with him. I will say the performance was divisive. Mm-hmm. I get what he was doing because he was playing... The, I think he played the character he was supposed to well. But there were some people who really were annoyed by his performance. So maybe it is affecting him. And to be to, to be fair, these other five guys that are, are, are six guys that are potentially ahead of him, very strong performances. So, um, so anyway, so watch out for Leonardo DiCaprio. That one might happen. And then the one that I have absolutely not a darn clue. <laughs> not a clue. The only nomination for Best Director that I feel comfortable predicting is Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, and I think he's going to win. That's it. There are four other slots. I have no freaking clue. Not a clue. DGA5 were Martin Scorsese um, for Killers of the Flower Moon, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, and then Alexander Payne for the um, Holdovers. BAFTA went Andrew Hay, which is that All of Us Strangers, Justine Triette, which is the Anatomy of a Fall, the the um, the film I talked about where the, the lead's going to... Hewler. Ha-ha. <laughs> Sandra Hewler is probably going to get nominated and probably screenplay, too. It won screenplay at um, the Globes, and that's a combined category, which is interesting. And then they went with Jonathan Glazer, which is the Zone of Interest, the Auschwitz film. And so the only crossovers were Nolan and Alexander Payne. After the DGA, I felt like Payne was the weakest of the five contenders, and that he was the one that's going to be replaced because his his film it's a great film it's one of my favorite films of the year I talked about it in our um in our the one you'll hear soon um our uh, we're booked up we're booked up yeah because that was what I had watched recently that I just adored um but it's it's not highbrow it's not auteur it's not flashy but he's the one that's getting all the nods so I put him back in okay I am jaw dropped that Yorgos Lanthimos was left out. Um, he did poor thing. He did uh, the the favorite a couple years ago. Olivia Coleman kind of upset at the Oscars. He is exactly the kind of director that directors love. Weird, auteurish, you know, uh, uh, directorial vision type guy. I'm 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 genuinely, and poor things got nominated for best film today, but poor things also missed out the two supporting guys. So maybe it's not as strong. Um, I'm still predicting Yorgos Lanthimos just because I feel like he got, he's done, up until BAFTA, he's been on a streak. He's gotten everything. But that was just, it was just interesting. Um, Martin Scorsese didn't get nominated today. I think the Academy's going to nominate him because, again, he's Martin Scorsese. They yeah. love him. Um, but I'm, I'm just, it, it makes you kind of pause, you know, that the, 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 these tights, particularly Martin Scorsese. I mean, because Martin, it's Martin Scorsese, you know? <laughs> Come on. Um, I moved Greta Gerwig out. And I hate that because I think what she did with Barbie, it is the most successful film of the year. 
And it's going to get a bunch of not ton of nods. It's going to win some Oscars. And it's so original and so unique. And, and you had to have a brilliant vision to make that film work. Because it's not something, I mean, that, you, there was a, that was a huge risk for Warner Brothers to make that film. And she nailed it. I just feel like maybe the highbrow voters are not going to go for it. But I don't think that it's going to be at the expense of a female director, which could cause controversy. I think the Justine Triette Anatomy of Fall, Sandra Hewler. I, I can't. It's not, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> I think she's going to get in. She got in at uh, BAFTA, and her film was nominated for Best Film at BAFTA. For a long time, I had Jonathan Glazer. I just felt like he's the kind of guy that the directors are going to vote for. But the film is a British-produced film. It didn't get nominated for Best Film. It got a lot of nods yet today. I don't know. I don't know. Something feels off that, that it's not. I feel like the Anatomy of Fall is going to be the strong foreign contender this year, and the directors almost always leave a slot because your director's branch, think about it, every time a film, a foreign film is nominated, the director almost always gets invited to be a member of the Academy. Mm-hmm. So it's very foreign, very auteurish. Um, I hope, by the way, Greta Gerwig gets in. Um, but but I'm going with Justine Triette, which would be cool. And again, another female nominee, which I think is important. Greta Gerwig is an Oscar nominee for directing for Lady Bird. So at least she still has that. Um, also watch out for BAFTA nominated Bradley Cooper for Maestro. Andrew Hay again. Um, that's the the director for the All of Us Strangers. And then Celine Song um, for Past Lives. That one, I don't know. It's a critical favorite, and I'm just not sure. Um, but it, it's, an, it's a good film. Again, a lot of these, you, um, Oppenheimer's available. The Holdovers is on its way. Barbie's available. Um, Past Lives that we have, we have available. So a lot of these films you can check out right here at the library. So that's, that's important to know. Come, get, come check them out. They're really good. Good movies. A good year for movies, I, I think. All right, final category, and then hopefully Angelique won't have to spend too much time editing, <laughs> except for the table hits. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, this year they're going back to a solid 10 nominees. I'm not getting into, it was five forever. It was 10 in the beginning, like in the thirties. And then it was five for like 70 years. And then they did 10 for a while and they didn't like it. So then they did this thing where you could be somewhere between five and 10 nominees. So you usually landed on like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I think people got tired of that, so now they're just back to 10. So each year, the Producers Guild of America gives us 10 nominees. When they announced their 10, it was the exact same 10 that I had been predicting since November. I mean, When I moved the color purple out and I put Anatomy of a Fall in, that scares the heck out of me. <laughs> because I don't think they ever were, there was, it was ever 10 for 10. I, I've never seen it PGA 10 for 10 when they've had it up. And even even um, when you had like eight or nine, there'd be producers, there'd be things that were nominated that weren't nominated at the Producers Guild, you know? So, but, you know, it's one of those things where you're scared to predict it, but then what happens in its place? So something gets left out. Something's probably going to get left out. By the way, these 10 are American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. I think Past Lives is probably the weakest. Zone of Interest I didn't think was that weak, but now I, I don't know. It's a very slow movie, and it's, it's, I, I, I'm not sure. But what replaces them? The Color Purple did get a sog, sag, a sog, a sog, a sog award. award. <laughs> Been dealing with the Brits all morning. That's the problem. A sag award for ensemble. So that, that, that could be the, the logical replacement because the actors are the biggest branch. Um, and it did come out right in the thick of voting. Didn't, you know, um, was one of the biggest Christmas days, box office openings ever. Um, 
that could happen. That's the most likely. This All of Us Strangers, which is a British film, did very well this morning with the Brits. Um, it's it's gotten some some looks over here. That could be an interesting surprise. Um, I would love to see maybe across the Spider Verse or Boy and the Heron, the top two kind of animated feature contenders get in just to mix it up and showcase the format. When they when in two thousand nine two thousand ten they nominated Up and they nominated Toy Story three and it was nice to see you know animated films can be good films too mm-hmm. you know um, and in particularly Boy and the uh, Spider Verse was just a huge hit it's one of the biggest hits of the year and the Boy and the Heron is probably Hayao Miyazaki's last film. Um, <laughs> well, he says it a lot and then he just keeps coming back. <laughs> He's very old, so I'm just going. To, <laughs> it's apparently, it, it, you know, it, it could happen. There, There's some outliers. There's this one thing called Society of the Snow, which is on Netflix. They did really well with the long list in terms of, like, some of the technical categories. Um, I liked Air. It kind of deflated <laughs> <laughs> in terms of awards, but it came out in like April. I hated Napoleon, <laughs> but it's very well made. Um, the, the, the I think it's going to get some technical nods, kind of surprise there. Look. Even in the years where there were jaw droppers, almost every Best Picture nominee, even if they only had one other nomination, it was always tied to an acting or to screenplay. So even when you had like The Blind Side or Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, real jaw droppers, back in the early 2010s when they did this, when they had the 10, you had Sandra Bullock nominated and you had Max von Sydow. So maybe Nyad, which could get Jodie Foster, could get Annette Benning. There's Rustin, the um, Coleman Domingo. I mean, so maybe we're we're looking for some of those films. Netflix is very popular. There's a chance that a lot of people have seen the films because it's easily accessible. Um, and Netflix is behind them and SAG's behind them. And I, I'm going to stew for a few days. <laughs> I'm going to post my, um, probably Monday, my final, final, final predictions. But right now, it's one of those things. It, what's, what's it in football? You have to have clear evidence to overturn like a call it has to be clear evidence. Yeah, I know all about football. Okay. <laughs> so in Angelique, in football, <laughs> if you like make a call, like you think it's a fumble, you have to have clear evidence that it's not a fumble. And if there's not clear evidence, the call stands. So without clear evidence that anything other than these 10, maybe Saltburn, maybe something else, whatever, are going to get in, I'm sticking with them, knowing that there's a very good chance that at least one or two of them are wrong. All righty then. Don't you love that? Just, you go in life going, I know I'm going to be wrong. Hey, you know what? At least you have to admit it. So, um, again, this was a really great year for film, and I, I'm excited. I think we're going to have some really great nominations. And I know people roll their eyes, oh, the Oscars, they only nominate boring. for the. There's some really good movies in here. Go and see them. A lot of them are now available on streaming. Like I said, a lot of them are here at the library. I've seen some of them on screeners. American Fiction I, la- I watched this past weekend. They're, they're, it's worth taking the dive into some of these, and um, I, I hope you all do. So Tuesday morning, 23rd, we're going to find out who gets the uh, who gets nominated. And then when we get closer to the event, I think it's in March sometime, mm-hmm. we'll do our winner predictions, and we'll see if we can beat last year's record. That's Hopefully, the goal. yeah. That would be good. <laughs> Well, thank you all for joining us again on Andrew Really, Really Likes Award Shows. And I do. This is something, you know, everyone has their hobby. This is mine. So thank you all for <laughs> indulging me and uh, uh, making uh, making me feel like at least someone out there uh, is interested in the same thing. So I appreciate it. You sound very sad. It is kind of sad. I feel sad. I don't know why I made it lots so sad. Lots of people are interested. Lots of we know are lots of people are interested. 400 people are interested. <laughs> so, um, no, no. Thank you all for tuning in. And um Wake up Tuesday morning and see who gets nominated. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thanks.